Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And this week we continue on with Mainstream May, uh, a beer that you can get everywhere. Even daycare centers. A- a- absolutely. I'd like to go to those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that I take uh, my kid to those daycare centers. Yeah, I don't know. This, this, this truly is one of those beers that you can get anywhere. Anywhere. Blue Moon. Yeah. Belgian Wit. Been around for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to get into this. I can't wait to hear your research because there's some fun stuff with Blue Moon. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's some, there's some, if there are craft beer drinkers that actually listen to our podcast, yeah. they will they will turn it off because yeah. of the venom that the craft industry has for Blue Moon. I, I uh, am one of those people, it seems like. I'm really suspending those those long-held beliefs. First of all, you just screwed it off. You didn't need an opener. Didn't so need an strike opener. strike one. Strike one. Yep. Oh, boy. And you know what? It was just, it was a reflex, too. I just assumed. You just thought, you know what? Here. I'm glad that wasn't on camera. Yeah. That was, that was, oh, boy. Look at that. It's a mess. Yeah. Well, it's just Blue Moon. I mean, look, I I topped you off there. Oh, thank you. I give you a lot of it. Huh. So, Blue Moon, uh, been around since, let's see, what is, uh, 1995. Long time. Yeah. Long time. Belgian wit. And I'm, I hope you probably did some kind of research on what a... Because we've talked about wits before. Yeah, like just a, a, a little bit. Yep. And I've had I've had Blue Moons everywhere. It's kind of a safe go-to if you don't want to drink Bud Light or Miller Light or whatever. If you're yeah. at just, you know, Corner Bar or whatever. And they generally have Blue Moon and they'll put a chunk of orange in there for you for whatever reason. And, and, and there you go. Boy, that was a, not a good face I you mean, made. Well, it is early. Yeah, day. true. Yeah. And it's, yeah, <laughs> and it's Blue Moon. <laughs> and it's Blue Moon. So yeah. it all began at the Sandlot Brewery at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. That's right. At Coors Field, a baseball field. Mm-hmm. And I don't even, is Sandlot Brewery still around? Like, is that I even... believe, yes, it is. From what I could tell, uh, I, I read something that they're still making 1,500 barrels of this a year at that place. So they moved in 2016. Blue Moon bought some of uh, some land in the Rhino District. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about the Rhino District before down yeah. there in uh, in in Denver, um, and have been they're brewing 20 plus different kinds of beers, uh, rotating taps at at that brewery there in downtown Denver. And they also have a tap house in Norfolk, Virginia. Really? Yeah. Just for distribution purposes. Just I a tap room, just a tap house, just like the one they have in Denver. You can roll up there and try all sorts of different ones. Huh. So it's their East Coast presence. I'm sure they're, you know, brewing a lot of beer down there too, but they have an actual like tap room and interesting bar. Hmm. Huh. Um, so this is this is fun, and we'll get into this just a little bit. So Blue Moon is an entity, is a wholly owned entity of Tenth and Blake Beer Company, the craft and import division of Miller Coors. Yes. So Miller Coors has a craft division. I'm making a little quote marks with mm-hmm. my fingers, right? So a craft beer division, which I think is kind of dirty to begin with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Regardless of where you land on whatever side, right. whatever it is, but they actually have a division that is just craft beer. So they're pretending to be craft. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Blue Moon is the is the uh, probably the largest beer that they do, I For assume, sure. out of that. Yeah. So what, what I thought was funny, and I, I clipped this out of an article, because um, they actually put craft beer in, in quotes here. Uh, 2012, Blue Moon came under fire from the Brewers Association 
uh, for not stating on the bottle mm-hmm. that they were made by Miller Coors. Yeah. And that's, I guess the Brewers Association is, they carry some power, I think, in general. I mean, just especially in, in craft, as craft has grown. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think they also got in trouble, too, or they have to say it's a Belgian style. Mm-hmm. Um, because Belgium was like, yo, you don't make that here. You can't call it a Belgian oh. wheat or a Belgian wit. You have to say it's a Belgian style on, on your labeling. Interesting. Because they push back on that, too. Wow. Because they were, you know, those big entities, they're trying to trick you and they want your dollar. Absolutely. So you might accidentally somehow not have had a Blue Moon before and you might think it's from Belgium uh, and then Mm. you might buy it, I guess. Maybe. If you were early. So early in my beer drinking career, I Mm -hmm. didn't know any better. And I I made those assumptions that Blue Moon was still independent, much like, I don't know, Goose Island out of Chicago, I thought was still independent and they're not. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's quite a few of those like that. I can I can say with some clarity, not not a whole lot of certainty, but maybe some clarity that Blue Moon, I'm doing quote fingers too now, is the first non-domestic beer that I really drink. Okay. So, I call it a domestic beer now. Uh-oh, this is a boring story. Yeah. Um I call it domestic beer. It is to me it's a domestic beer. Um but back when I first saw it, you didn't know that it had no. the old bottle, it had the old logos on it, you know, the old label, um, and it had um, it had flavor, which was weird. Right. It wasn't a Miller Lite or a Coors or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had it at Yaya's downtown in Lincoln at the pizza place there, okay. and uh, I remember drinking it, and I was I, I seriously remember going like, "What is this? Yep, this tastes weird and good and strange, and this is not what I was expecting." And my friend was like, "Oh yeah, these are great." You know, and then I wish I could travel back in time and mm. give myself a couple of <laughs> finger wags. But at the time, you didn't but know. But you didn't know. Nobody didn't. knew. Mm-mm. Craft beer wasn't what it is now, and it was just a little bit. It was definitely different. And, uh, you know, people, some people, this is their favorite beer. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. It's just not mine. I'm totally fine with that, too. Like, this is, a, it's a go-to for me when there's nothing else available. Yeah. Generally, my, so my, my, my safe beer would be a Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. If I was someplace that didn't have anything else, right, it was just those kind of standards. And, yeah. And if there is no Sam Adams, then I would, then I would drink a Blue Moon. And I think that's okay. I don't, I don't have any problem with that at all. I have, I feel like I've come a long way. I used to be very staunch about don't, any InBev, don't do any of that stuff. Sure. Don't. But then I hope, well, I know for a fact, for me, the dad beers episode, drinking a Schlitz or a Hams, you know, like mm-hmm. that was actually, it still tasted good. Yeah. You know, so like the perceived notions that you might have, try to suspend them, try to try to enjoy this for what it is, just what it tastes like. You can still shop at Walmart if you have to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's, that's just kind of how I, you know, now if you could go to a farmer's market, do that. Right? Yeah. And so. But if you're in a pinch and you need a pair of socks, roll over to Walmart. Exactly. Pick you up a 12-pack of Blue Moon. All right. So last thing, the tap room there in the Rhino District of Denver, Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. Um, I think if you're if you're anywhere down that way, there are a ton of good breweries in in downtown Denver. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to stop at this one and, and you know make sure you check out the other ones too. I whenever people are excited because they know me mm-hmm. and they know that I'm a beer guy, right? So right. people will be like, "Oh, I'm going on a beer tour. We're going to Colorado." I'm like, "Which one?" Hmm. Blue Moon. Yeah. I'm like, I want to 
No. We're going to do the Coors Tour. Like, you ever Golden. Heard, you ever heard of Weldworks or New oh, Belgium or man. any? I mean, anywhere, anywhere but this. This place doesn't yes. need your money. No. You know, they're, they're operating just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about a little bit about that Sandlot Brewery. Okay. Because I think that's cool. Um, they also make a beer there called Bellyside Wit. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's the name of this beer. Yes. So in that brewery, um, I think it's called that still. They don't call it Blue Moon. I think oh. they just call it this still from what I could tell in my research. Belly Slide? Is that what it is? Yeah, Belly Slide. That's oh. it. And then they had two other ones. Let's see if I wrote it down. I don't think I did. But they were also like baseball named. Mm. So they had like an amber and then like a lager or whatever. Oh. It was like pop fly lager or whatever. Yep. Um, but there's, from what I can tell, they're still making beer. And... Uh, I think there's probably more major league baseball parks now that have breweries. I would guess I would think something like Seattle maybe, mm-hmm. um, or San Diego. I would think some, one of those two places would oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's, those would, are beer areas anyway. I remember hearing that Petco park in San Diego has a, it's a craft and I, I want to say stone and I don't think that's right, but I mean, they have a very large presence there in the yep, park. It might be, um, goose Island just opened a very, has a, have a, has a very large presence in Wrigley field now, which was before dominated by Budweiser, Budweiser right? yeah. old style. Like that was the, it was just dominated by that. And now they, they goose Island has a big presence. Can there. you imagine Harry Carey after a few <laughs> IPAs? He would have been falling out of the oh, window, man. reaching out with his fishnet, yep. catching fly. Oh, my goodness. That would have been amazing. Could you imagine just his, what would his take on some of these names be? I think he'd just be pissed. Oh, yeah. He's old school. Yeah. He he, he couldn't pronounce most of them. Flavors. He would have been no. like lavender and, mm. and buttermilk. What the? F- I don't know. I'm not Get drinking this. Get this out of here. Give me a Pilsner. Yeah. Give me a Budweiser. That's right. I think he would be very against craft beer. <laughs> oh, man. That's great to think about. The world alternate is... universe where he loves IPAs and oh. like milkshake IPAs and sours. And <laughs> yeah, turns up his nose at a Budweiser. Baseball would have been a very different thing, I think, mm-hmm. if that were the case. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. What are the other things I wrote down about this one? Oh, okay. Uh, this beer has actually won gold medals. Yeah. Gold medals in the World Beer Championship and the World Beer Cup. Kind of like a lot of the other breweries we talked about. Early on in the game, they were winning awards, yep. right? Yep. Like uh, Nebraska Brewing Company comes to mind. They won a bunch yep. of awards the first couple years. Yep. And then more and more competition and less and less awards for those folks. But this mm-hmm. beer has won awards. Um, the guy that created it. I think his name's Keith. Keith Villa. Keith Villa. Yep. I think he's still kind of in charge of it, and oh. he he has a PhD in brewing that he got in Belgium. So he like went to school and is legit. He's a legit brewer. I wrote that down because that's interesting. I think as as maybe the the need for college degrees has maybe diminished over the years. Yeah. That you can still get a degree in brewing beer. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You can get an advanced degree. We're not talking associates. This is a PhD. Because you're a chemist at that point. Basically, chemist, biologist. Uh, you got to learn about like spores and mold and yeast and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of science and math, which goes into beer, which is why I don't make any beer at mm. all. I just buy it. Those I can't do Brewers that are smart dudes. Like head brewmasters are yeah. super intelligent dudes. My brother-in-law, he's a, he's a good home brewer. And that's as far as he would ever want to go with it. Hmm. Uh, but he's, yeah, he'll, he can like calculate specific gravity and like all that sort of stuff with like maybe a piece of paper and 
yeah, I'm just like, he'll, he can tell you what his ABV is going to be depending on the temperature of his boil and all this stuff. I'm just, Gosh. whatever, man, yep. it just tastes good to me. That's all I know. Too smart for me. Way too smart for me. Um, so we talked about Denver and Norfolk. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There is another on the horizon blue moon property that's happening. And it's a place that I know holds some some a spot in your heart and mm-hmm. Dolan's for sure. Sure. Uh, it's in Las Vegas. Oh. And it's going to be in the Planet Hollywood Resort. Oh. You ever been there? No? Okay. Oh, you've been there. Have I? You don't remember it, but you've been there. You were there. Oh, the yes. Roller coaster is? Nope, that's New York, New no, York. That might, this might have been towards the end of your, one of your nights. Exactly. Maybe where the guy got stabbed mm-hmm. or whatever. Remember when um, you called Sammy and you said, like, I'm going to get fired. Remember that? <laughs> that was you Planet were, Hollywood. You were in Planet Hollywood. Um, they're going to open a Blue Moon bar there. Really? They're working on it now. Okay. It's going to be beer-based cocktails is going to be the main feature. So they're not just going to... I mean, they'll have this too. Mm-hmm. You can walk up and get one. And they'll have the seasonals there. Like we've got a couple on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but their main thing is going to be like high-end beer-based cocktails, which are kind of fun if you've ever sure. been to a place like that. Those are kind of fun to do, but that's a new thing that's coming out you're, in the Blue Moon world. You're talking a step beyond just like the like the margarita with the Corona sticking in the side of it, right? I mean, is yes. that... Okay. Yes. This because, is like the... Yeah, one of the ingredients of the drink. So you'd okay. be like, with, you know, grenadine or they'd have this with some gin and juniper or whatever, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do playing on the flavors that are in those seasonals. Mm-hmm. So it's just another ingredient. It's not. It's kind of like, not necessarily the base of the of the drink. You know, it's not like six ounces of beer and then they just put a little something in it. You mm. know, it's like an actual drink with liquor that just. This is one of the ingredients that they would put. Mm. So they're they're kind of fun. You'll see it at some like high end cocktail bars or like uh, okay. prohibition style speakeasies. I guess is the term. Hmm. They make those kind of things. So I'd probably give one of those shots. They're fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, you don't want to. You don't want to drink them all night, but hmm. it's fun to try. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's talk about Belgian wit. Mm-hmm. So the main thing that's any any real difference is uh, Valencia mm-hmm. is used in the brewing. Valencia orange peel. So a lot of the American style wits and wheats, um, even the German style ones, they don't use that, um, which gives those beers um, more of a banana and clove sometimes flavor. And also it pairs well with lemon. Right. So when you use this Valencia orange peel, it's a different citrus profile, which Hmm. is why the orange pairs very nicely with it. And that was something that this Keith guy came up with when he was over Mm -hmm. there in Europe, like learning about it and going to school. They were doing lemon with Mm -hmm. wheat beers. And like that even wasn't common here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, That's still something that is kind of new. I don't believe I've ever been served a lemon with a beer before. Or really? Orange, maybe cherries. I've even had like frozen blueberries, like floating in there, hmm. because I had a. It was a blueberry wheat. Yeah. And then they froze blueberries and threw them in there like as ice cubes, kind oh, of. That's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is one that you would not want to put a lemon with. It just doesn't doesn't mm-hmm. work. The orange um, is pretty nice, so mm-hmm. you can you can put it right in there. Just put it on the on the rim. You can. Do like we did with uh, uh, Chris with the uh, uh, Mexican beers where we mm. kind of rimmed it with the lime. You can do that same thing with the orange. Interesting. But it really brings that out, the nose of it out, especially when you hit it there and it just complements it. So mm-hmm. um, if you're going to drink these or if you're going to drink it at home for some reason, uh, 
get an orange and cut it up and try it. It, it really does change it. Um, at least for me, it makes it taste a little bit better. Yeah. And I think here's the thing. I, I mean, maybe we've downplayed it a little bit. There's absolutely nothing wrong with with this whatsoever. Yeah. Like if this is your go-to or whatever, yeah. God bless you. I mean, that's not, you're not drinking just, you know. It makes my heart happy if you like this over like, you know. Yes. Coors Light or something and this mm-hmm. is your thing. Because there's at least some something's going on with this. Yep. And somebody created it. it Flavor wasn't, and. It wasn't like a, you know, like a math problem that they mm-hmm. make the same batch every time. Like originally it, it came from somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's just big production stuff. But I would like to try it at Coors Field and see if it's any different. I would too. And it's just based on, because it, it's going to be different. Every time you go to a brewery, it's going to be different than maybe you have it in a can or a bottle sure. or a keg somewhere far away or whatever. I even had that experience when we went a couple years back to the, we did the Budweiser tour in St. Louis because we were in St. Louis mm-hmm. and a bunch of nurses were with us and they thought it'd be fun. I thought it'd be fun. It really yeah. was. I mean, it was super interesting. Did you see the Clydesdales? Saw the Clydesdales oh, yeah, and the... It. Uh, the Dalmatian was there too. Nice. You know, it was, it was fun, but then you got like step three of the tour is like the coming right out of the, right mm-hmm. out, you know, or whatever. It was, it was delicious. Yeah. It was not like Bud Light, Coors Light, Budweiser, anything I've ever yeah. had. Like, why doesn't it taste like this all the time? Yeah. So I can only imagine what Blue Moon would taste like there at the park. Yeah. It's gotta be, it's definitely gotta be different. And I think for that one, for a Budweiser tour, that'd be fun because that's one of our oldest breweries, you mm-hmm. know. So it'd be fun to see that history and stuff. The history was amazing, yeah. And what they did during Prohibition and you know that type of thing. Mm-hmm. The Coors, the the Coors uh, tour there in Golden, yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're if you're in Denver, you can go to Golden and go and do the Coors tour. It's not great. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. The history part is fantastic. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, I went through my Untapped list. Yeah. I wanted to see. Because they make a lot of different kinds of this. Uh, 20 plus? So I wanted to go through and see some of the ones I've checked in before. Okay. And then see like uh, what you think, if you would try it or not. Okay. Um, and I can tell you this one. Um, most of these came in mixed 12 packs. So it wasn't... Is that where you got these? That's where I got these. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story about this after we're okay. done. So the first one on my list I wrote down was Cinnamon Horchata. Oh, and uh, it came in a mixed 12 pack, and it was actually like the end of summer when it came out. So it was like the push for fall beers. Okay. So it was like a fall seasonal pack, but we had it in July. And I drank that thing, and it was so good. What? So good. Really? I, I'm like a, I like cinnamon. That's yeah. kind of a thing I like. Um, it was so good, we went and bought another 12 pack just to get the three bottles of the horchata. <laughs> we didn't care about the other stuff. We wanted those, and you couldn't get it in like a six pack, so you had to buy the mixed twelve. To How get long that. ago was this? Was it twenty fourteen? Okay, so five years back. Okay. Yeah, and then the same year they had a gingerbread spiced ale, so it wasn't a stout. Hmm. It was more, it was like a pumpkin beer, but instead of um, that, uh oh, what was that face? The mango wheat. Yeah, mm. allegedly this is one of their big sellers. Okay, I saw online. Right. Um, cappuccino oatmeal stout was in twenty fifteen. I had that. Interesting. Harvest Pumpkin, or Harvest Moon, it was it used to be called. Oh, yeah. That was probably the first pumpkin beer I ever had. It was oh. definitely, it was in 2011. So that's eight years ago. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a know, long time ago. There's only, eight years ago in Nebraska, there's like three breweries open. Yep. Um, was Nebraska Brewing Company even open? I don't then? think like, so. Like, that was our first. 
Well, well in Omaha, it okay. was. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe Upstream That's beat them. Right. Um, Empyrean, they weren't here yet, but they were in Lincoln. They were in Lincoln. And then I think yeah. there might have been one other one. But um, this was the first, like, you could get it in the grocery store pumpkin beer that I ever had. And it wasn't terrible. Agave Nectar Ale, 2012. I've had that. Yeah. Uh, interesting. And then in 2013, they had a peanut butter ale. Ale. Peanut yeah. butter ale. ale. Yeah. Not like a stout I would or not porter. Ex- I wouldn't expect that. No. And then I did see that most of these, they do uh, every year, they do a couple different flavors or versions, and then they're kind of retired. But it's like Disney. Then they put it in the vault, and then sure. they take it out of the vault five years, ten mm. years from now, and... And oh, remember that when you liked that mm. cinnamon horchata and you had to buy two 12 packs to get <laughs> to six get of the six bottles? <laughs> well, here we go. It's it's back. So those are the ones, some of the ones that I have tried that I thought were interesting. Mm. That's that's super interesting. I But they're all under the name Blue Moon, yes? Is that mm-hmm. the... Okay. I mean, it's like this. It says Blue Moon. Yep. And then it says Blue Moon Mango Wheat. Mango Wheat. Which So we got the mixed... The you, mixed... Uh, three, 12 pack that you can find right now anywhere will have the standard Belgian white, which will have, there'll be six of those. Okay. And then there's three honey wheat and three mango wheat. Okay. Which is interesting. So these are, this is their summertime yep. lineup, huh? Mm-hmm. And that mango wheat is super mango y. Oh boy. I'm not a. Are you a mango guy? Don't love mango. You like mango? Yeah, get on that mic. Yeah. Let's hear about it. Mango's my favorite fruit. No. I thought you were going to say mango was your middle well, name. Actually, mango. well, yeah, mango's my middle name. Hobo Pork Chop Mango. <laughs> D-Rock. D-Rock. <laughs> yep. Uh, the only thing I can think of when I think of mango, you're, you're my age. Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Live. Mango. Chris Catan. Oh, man. Golly, that yep. was, God, that was so, so dumb. And if, yeah. You, you, and so great. So <laughs> awesome and so <laughs> stupid at the same time. Mango. Oh yeah. Okay. I, saw, I can't. I can't wait to get your take on this one because it's. Whew. I saw a list of sketch. Uh, uh, they were talking about mango, on Jimmy Fallon like last week. Yeah. Chris Kattan was on. He's got a new book out. Okay. And they were talking about where did the inspiration for mango come from, and I I didn't plan to talk about this today. I didn't know we were having this, but okay. um, the inspiration for his character came. He said from his Russian girlfriend. So she would get all mad and pouty, and 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 then he had a Dalmatian that he said had the come hither look. So he would say, I can't remember what the dog's name was, but let's say it's Dolan okay. for the sake of this. <laughs> he would say Dolan, Dolan, and then Dolan would go oh, over his shoulder and give that mango uh-huh. look. And he, so it's a combination of his ex-Russian girlfriend and his dog, and that's the inspiration for Mango. And Mango was a stripper's name that he knew. So it was all put together. That's the character. Let's, I would hang out with Chris Kattan. I think yeah. that's... Oh, uh, man, that's... Right? The nose on that is unpleasant. It's not good. It smells like... I don't... I'm, uh, it smells like rotting fruit, it almost. like overripe. Mm, you know what I go. mean? Mm-hmm. And you get one or two like little like little fruit flies flying around it, mm. right? That first butt drink is so bitey and I mean it definitely tastes like mango. Oh, no yeah. one's gonna love this. Thing. No one's gonna love this one. He's gonna love this one. You want you me to slide this over? Try to put it back in the, <laughs> the bottle. There you go. You have a pull off of that. Let's see. Let's get Dolan's take on this one because I mean it's very much like an apricot or a nectarine. You get yeah. that sort of stone fruity flavor. Yeah. Dolan's like, dang girl. Yeah. I don't know. I I I love it. 
It's great. I, All right. I, I think love, it. I think it's just as good as the regular. I love his take. It's <sighs> awesome. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Less filling. <laughs> All right. Let's hear your uh, story mm. before I hijacked it with Chris Catan. So I, uh, if you ever want to feel like a degenerate, mm-hmm. just a degenerate alcoholic. Oh yeah. Go to. So I live in West Omaha. Okay. Um, and I don't. I don't assume it's like this at every. My my Omaha's a little. My Walmart's a little snooty. Uh huh. Sometimes a snooty Walmart. A little snooty. Uh-huh. And uh, go to go to a Walmart at six thirty in the morning and buy a twelve pack. <laughs> Get a few looks because you? I forgot that normally the beers are here and uh-huh. you know we have them in the in the, yeah. in the fridge here. Completely forgot. So six thirty in the morning as I'm driving to work, I whip into Walmart <laughs> and walk through. And it's, it's mostly just employees. And then there's a handful of people shopping or whatever. Yeah. Every one of them looked at me like I was some kind of just degenerate alcoholic as I'm rolling through with a 12-pack of, of Blue Moon. I mean, in your defense, I don't think alcoholics drink Blue Moon. Yeah, true. I think they're just going straight, you know, they're like just going PBR diesel. or yeah. vodka. Vodka. I used to manage a Casey's for two years. And for those of you who don't know, Casey's is like a huge Midwestern gas station. Convenience store. Pizza yeah. place. and it's really good pizza. Yeah. Somehow. I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. But. but yeah, yeah. It's mostly the six o'clock in Nebraska is when uh-huh. when alcohol sales open up again. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's mostly vodka or Canadian whiskey. Yep, that's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Steel Reserve. Oh, yeah. Ooh. See, that stuff is rough because it's malt liquor, and it's yep. like 8 or 9%, but it's a tall boy can of that's like $1.79, so I, you can get the party started pretty good. I think if I were buying that, it would maybe, the looks would have been more like feeling sorry for me, mm-hmm. maybe. In, and in this case, it was just super judgmental. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to come party with you. Maybe. I don't know. Like I'd party with the Walmart people. Let's go I bust these out at the parking lot, let's man. Let's go sit. Yeah. We've been stocking shelves all night. Right. We're almost off work. Right. It's five. It's your five o'clock somewhere, right? So there you go. Yes. Um, there you go. That's a good tie-in. Is it? Yeah. Perfect. Because that's a song, right? It is. All right. Well, you know me. I can do research and tie it to music. I'm gonna do that. I was looking for baseball or music here, so so I'm, we got music. Okay, um, I, specifically two songs. Standards. These are songs that are covered by lots and lots of folks, mm-hmm. and uh, they both have Blue Moon mm. in the title. Okay, so the first song is called Blue Moon. Blue Moon. You know that yeah, one? I do. Right. You saw me standing alone. That yep. song. That one. Covered by the Beatles. Hmm. It's on the White Album on their the one that they just put out, um, like a reissue fifty year copy. Um, it has some like studio fluff, basically like what we do before we start recording. Right. So they're just kind of playing around. Oh. But they it included all those versions. In not this the one. original White no, Album. No, it's not on the actual White Album pressing, but I, it's on the it's I was those sessions. Say, you're a liar. I don't believe you. It's on that. But I would believe the this, um, Elvis Presley did a cover. Yes. Frank Sinatra. This. Oh, really? Billy Holiday. Nice. Dean Martin. Um, let's see here. Dean Who Martin else? covered everything. Well, those were the you know, those were crooners. That's what they did. Yep. They didn't write stuff, they just other did other people did and then they sang it. Mm-hmm. And then this person I, I have kind of grown to like a lot. Her name is Julie London. Um, she did a version of it too. Oh. She's from like 
late 40s, World War II time frame. Okay. So 70 years ago. Yeah. Um, has an amazing voice, and I've just been kind of getting into her lately. Uh, the one I wanted to talk about is the Marcells. Is that the original, like what you would... It's the one that you think of. Yeah. Um, 1961. Okay. It topped the R&B and pop charts. And uh, a little bit after this song came out, um, they they made a movie with some other like teen stars named Dion. You ever heard of that name? Mm-hmm. Yes. So Dion and Chubby Checker um, made a movie, and it was called Twist Around the Clock. <laughs> so previous to that, Rock Around the Clock was a thing. Bill Haley and the Comets. Yep. People say sometimes that was one of the first rock and roll songs. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. It's not. No. Uh, but it was definitely like what it brought it to main culture, popular culture, and they okay. put it in the movie. Okay. Uh, so then after that happened, all these other, uh, even the Beatles had movies, you know. So um, other people tried to get in on that, and uh, this band got into the movie because of this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to describe the beginning of that song. Um, it's like, I wrote it down, uh, bomb, ba bomb, ba bomb, ba bomb, bomb. It's doo-wop. Da-dang, da-dang, da-ding-a-dong, blue, moo, moon. Right. It's, That's it, how it goes. It, it is doo-wop, doo-wop, for sure. Yeah. So on that album, um, they had another song, mm-hmm. and it was called Heartaches, and okay. it was kind of a second hit for them. It was only popular because this other song was so popular. Sure. Um, and I was listening to it yesterday. And I thought, why do I know that? They, they started it out very similar. Okay. That was their, apparently, you know, back in the early 60s, if you had a hit song, you made about seven more of those same, basically the sure. same song. Yeah. I think of like uh, My Boyfriend's Back, they, that band had mm-hmm. one like that, and It's My Party, Yep, those type of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, why have I heard this? I'd never heard the song before, but I knew that beginning. And then it, it dawned on me, Lonely Island. You know about Lonely Island? Oh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Don't know about Lonely Island. Absolutely. Pop Star. Have you seen that movie? No. No. It's the movie they made. And it came out, and it was terrible, but it was so awesome. (laughs) I loved it. I've seen it like five times. Terrible, awesome, like Super Troopers, terrible, awesome? Um, I like it better because it's it's about music. Okay. And it's about this boy band, basically, that kind of turn into rap stars. But then the one guy is really popular, and he kicks the other two guys out. He's like, I don't need you anyway, and he becomes this mega star. Mm-hmm. And then it's about how he like hits, and then he hits rock bottom, mm-hmm. and he has to come back. It's like a comeback story uh, with with like uh, Michael Bolton cameos and um, <laughs> fart jokes. It's basically that. What you're, it's if you know about Lonely Island, it's a yes. Lonely Island movie. So Lonely Island, for those of you that don't know, is the uh, what's the, what's the guy's name? Uh, it's Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, and then his two friends. The Yorna, I'm on a boat song. Yeah, Yorna, and then one other guy. I can't think of his name. But don't don't. It's not safe for work. Don't, uh, well, it depends on where you work. Well, that's true, headphones. Yeah, it's headphones. safe for the headphones. Just, but just Google, I'm on a boat. They did the uh, Lazy Sunday. That was the first big like viral video. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what puts SNL back in the main, main uh, talking points and uh, mm-hmm. kind of made them relevant again because they started making things specifically to put on the internet. Yep. And that was like one of the big touchstones. I think it was like 2008. It was early, early, early. So the song from Heartaches, I'm going to play it for you after this, because I don't know how much we can play on the air. I don't yeah. want to get busted. But sure. um, it's exactly the beginning to <laughs> the song from Popstar that's called Humble. It has Adam Levine on it. Really? It's so good. 
the video. It's it's all it's a song. It's Andy Samberg rapping about <laughs> how humble he is, but the actual lyrics totally contradict that. So he's, he's not talking. He's at not all. humble at all. It's yeah. all about bragging. But then the chorus is, "I'm so humble," <laughs> and it's like supposed to be. Um, he thinks he is being humble, so it's great. And that's from the Marcel. So that's a long story around, and but awesome. whatever, it's funny. I think so. Check it out if you can. Hmm. That is awesome. The other song, totally different genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Blue Moon of Kentucky. I want to say that sounds familiar. So it's it's a country or bluegrass mm-hmm. standard. Um, the first version of this I ever heard was in college. And uh, I was looking for a class I could pass, as you do. Okay, yeah. And I took the history of rock and roll music. Sounds like a class I would enjoy. That sounds and like I a did. class you would really enjoy. It was one enjoy. of the only A's I got in college. Oh, nice. It was one of the only classes <laughs> I liked to go to. Uh, and we started talking about Elvis. And it was one of the first recordings that he had put out. So he has a version. That's kind of my favorite version. It's like the one that's famous. Hmm. Um, but then here's some of the other names that have covered it too. And most of these I think you'll know. Um, Bill Monroe. And his bluegrass boys, he's basically the father of bluegrass. So he has created a way to play the banjo. Okay. And uh, in the late 60s, maybe from 50s to 60s, he's kind of a big deal. Um, Elvis, Patsy Cline, mm-hmm. Eric Church has done a version of this song. Mm-hmm. Jerry Reed, Alan Jackson, Leanne Rimes, George Jones, The Possum, Wanda Jackson, Ralph Stanley, another, he's the Oh Brother Where Art Thou guy. Have yep. you heard any of those songs? Oh, yes. That was him. Emmy Lou Harris. Um, let's see here. Oh, the Kentucky Headhunters. Yes. Remember those dudes? I remember, I remember those that one dudes. guy had huge side, like pork chop. Not hobo pork chop, but mm. just pork chop sideburns. I loved them. And then here's a version I found yesterday that I had no idea existed. Mm-hmm. And it was actually kind of good and weird. Conan O'Brien. Oh. In the Legally Prohibited Band <laughs> was what the name was. <laughs> and it was on the tour that he did in 2011. So it was between the time... When his show was like canceled on NBC and mm-hmm. before he was like on TBS and he had to like take this big time off. Yep. This, he went around and played a bunch of shows like with a band, like music shows. Really? Not comedy, but music. Um, and Jack White was on the tour with him sometimes. From the White Stripes. Friends. Yeah. They're really good friends. Weird. So Conan's up there. I couldn't see, I couldn't find a video, but I did find it on Spotify. And he sings it and he's kind of like, it's like a, uh, Late 60s R&B versus like maybe a little bit of country. Okay. Like 60s country style. And his voice was really good. I was kind of impressed that it was actually him. Hmm. Um, but it's a short song. It's like two minutes long. I would think he'd have a very nasally voice. Like if I tried to sing. It sounded almost like he was doing an impression of somebody when oh. he was singing. It did not sound like him. And he was he was kind of really getting after it. Hmm. Uh, a lot of power in his voice. Interesting. So that's, uh, that's what I got for that. Hmm. So I thought those were fun, but both those songs are good and and uh, well known. As far as you know, f- fifty years people have been playing those songs. There's also a song called "Blue Moon" that Beck did, um, but it's not that song. It's an original oh. song for him. That's pretty good. I uh, I I enjoyed some Beck back in the day. Uh, I I think my the Blue Moon. Blue Moon of Kentucky, is that right? Over uh-huh. Kentucky. Oh. Blue Moon of Kentucky. Of Kentucky. I probably have heard the Elvis version. 
I enjoy yeah. me some Elvis. I like Elvis too. It goes mm-hmm. like Blue Moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Yep, I've like heard that. that. Yep, shining to break of day, something like that. There we go. So that's how that one goes. Yeah, a little bit of a singing voice there. It's not bad. Um, you know, I haven't sang in a long time, yeah. but try I used to try this one because okay. So the last one out of the mixed twelve pack is the Honey Wheat. Um, again, doesn't smell great. Mm. Mm, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. But it's very plain. It definitely smells better than the other one. It does. It's very plain. It's very like I could eat this with some pizza or tacos or yeah. It does. It works. It does give it I mean, there is some honey flavor to it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's not overly sweet. I was scared mm-hmm. it was gonna be like drinking rose petals or mm-hmm. something. But it's not it's not that way. Um you can tell it's warm in this room today, because mm-hmm. look at the bottles. They're just like dripping. They're sweating. Yeah. No. Well, it's summer, so there you go. Is it? It is. It's well, close. okay, it's spring-ish summer now, so... Wheat and clover honey. Clover. So, that's something we'll have to do sometime, at some point. We'll get a mead. Because oh. that's, like, straight honey. Mm-hmm. And meads are cool, um, because the, the honey, um, and this is true of honey anytime you buy it and eat it, but... It's very regionalized, mm-hmm. so the bees are getting different nectar from different plants. That, like, let's say they have them in Georgia, they don't have those same plants here in Nebraska. Sure, it totally looks different and it totally tastes different. Oh. So, meads all across the country have different flavor profiles hmm. depending on what kind of things you can do with them, and then you can do crazy cool things with mead with flavors, fruit flavors. That's a whole different stepping stone to craft. Okay, because it's more like a wine or a wine cooler they're usually sweet and fruity and mm-hmm. flavorful and uh a lot of places are well not a lot of places anymore but places are making them still you can find them we used to have one in bellevue that was really really good a meadery a meadery but they closed mm. unfortunately but they made pizza that was really good too my only my only like experience with mead whatsoever was like renaissance festival my brother yeah way back in the day had a uh, roommate who was uh, an interesting character. Loved Renfests. That's all you got to say. Oh, man. So it may not be the best. Uh, I, I, let's just say I would like to try it again. Yeah. There we go. Uh, the, the thing about mead that is interesting and, and good for people like me, um, it's really strong. Hmm? It's really strong. Eight, nine percent? Or no, like, like wine 14, strong? 15. Oh, like a Merlot kind yeah, of like Cabernet. A, you're strong. taking your time with this. It's, oh. it's a... It's an event drink. It's not something you're slamming down in the parking lot before you go to the baseball game. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a thing. Let's, so. let's hammer some meads before we yeah, go to the game. That's going to end up badly. Mm, yeah. Mm, interesting. Well, this honey one, so if you had to rank them, I think the honey one for me is, is number one. Yeah, I, I like I think, that one better. I it, think so. It mellowed out that orange that I don't really care for in the regular Blue Moon, but that one's second. And then... Well, what was left of the mango is mango. gone. Dolan has, I, he may have eaten half of the bottle. I think he's telling the whole world right now that he loved that beer. He just put it on un- on his untapped. I'm sure he did. Five yeah. caps, bam. Totally. Yeah. Right there. All right. Next week, we wrap up Mainstream May with with a craft beer. Okay. Can I call it that? Can yeah, I, you can. Can it's, I call it it's that? It's still independent as far as I know. It's still independent. No, even even after the new announcement where where Dogfish Head and uh, Sam Adams have merged, I think that would almost make Sierra Nevada probably like the, the second. 
mainstream ish. Yeah. I, I don't even know if from the craft community. Yeah. They're still, they're not owned by anybody else. Yeah. They're still, it's one of those beers that people take for granted. Yes. It's just, it's kind of, I mean, it's not like this one where it's going to be everywhere, but if, if they do have a couple of choices, you're probably going to see this beer. Mm -hmm. So pale ale from Sierra Nevada next week on, uh, the beer with we have Atlas. not done just a straight pale ale. We have not. We've just been all over the IPAs, mm -hmm. so it'll be fun. I'll have to do some research. Which is really interesting that it comes during this kind of more mainstream-ish yeah. kind of, of time for us. So yeah. it'll be a lot of fun. So, all right, Blue Moon, I, I think, again, thank you. I don't, uh, there's nothing wrong with it, but this is a good gateway. For sure. If you if, if your go-to when you go eat pizza or whatever is Blue Moon, yeah, go to a brewery and try another wheat Hefeweizen, wit, wit, yeah, anything yes. in that in that family, you you'll probably like those mm -hmm. flavors. It'll be a great introductory beer. It'll it'll taste very familiar to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It'll be it'll be a good it'll be a good stepping and point. Any for brewery you. makes a hefeweizen or a wit or a wheat. Mm -hmm. Maybe not so much wit, but definitely a hefeweizen or a wheat. You're gonna find any brewery anywhere will have one. And there's nothing wrong with telling the tell the bartender when you go to the brewery. I like Blue Moon. Mm -hmm. What do you have? That's some, there's nothing offensive about that no, whatsoever. No, a good bartender, that he should be asking you that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, they should be able to sense just by what you're, just kind of how you look at it when you walk in, like you're scared to walk to the bar. That right. sort of, you know, like just that hesitation. Yep. They should be able to pick that up, figure out if you've been in there before mm -hmm. or whatever your jam is. And then by knowing what your preferences are, what you have had in the past, mm -hmm. they will be able to find you something. That's That was one of the things I loved about working in the beer industry was turning somebody on to something that they hadn't had before, but it was mm -hmm. in a similar style. And how accepting you were of the, okay, if that's what you drank, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Let's try this instead. And most places will give you like a little taster, mm -hmm. a little taste for free before you decide you want to buy something. So don't, don't be worried about that. Definitely ask for that. And I've never seen anybody be upset that they had to no. give somebody a taste of a, a beer before. Because they'd no. rather have you like it than yes. drink half of it and leave the rest, for and sure. Then, and then leave and give them a bad review on Yelp yep. or whatever it is. Yep, so. for sure. Awesome. All right. Brian? Yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah.